0: sounds real fucking uninspired that's what i think somebody's gonna send a shot i'm not like you man no 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 i'm a nice guy i can't be honest to your fans and say i'm honored to be around you you know i used to listen to you that music sounds good and i enjoy it i played that album all the way to dc and all the way back i've never shied away from defending this if i feel that you want to be slick or be offensive behind the scenes i might choose to address it in music somebody's going to catch you at some point I miss Drake that pushes the fucking chin. Joe Budden. You we're getting chased by Joe Budden, my nigga. I miss the Drake that when he dropped, the rappers hit him. There's a point where you're gonna wanna stop rapping. No friends in the industry. Nobody cares about this guy. That shit is a, a two pack of ass. Drake and Joe Biden are the same person. Go find some niggas your fucking age. Hang out with them. Drake responded back to Joe Biden saying, You have failed at music. It's not hate. It's not, it's not, it is. And he's just made an entire career off of it. The you know? fuck are you talking about? That shit stinks. He initiated this. Unlike the media keeps trying to portray, I'm not as obsessed with Drake as y'all think I am. Why are you trolling me this way? Honestly, like, you don't think it's hurtful to me? (laughs) It's it's with an encouraging undertone. No friends in the industry. I had to draw the line between my brothers and my enemies. I think I take compliments. No, you don't take take compliments, but you think think I'm jaded, right? You're watching a failure. Give them a penny for the idea of a recipe for success. to me. Oh, man pardon me if I don't sound too enthusiastic right now I'm going one on one in the ring with a headache <laughs> and the headache is winning and the headache is Canelo Alvarez nigga <laughs> man and I'm Jermel Charlo and the motherfucking headache is Canelo Alvarez but this is King Known Uncensored Uncensored sensitivity <laughs> So So basically there's this thing going on with Drake and Joe Budden Joe Budden on his podcast um said that Drake needs to cater to more of a mature audience That's basically what he said in a nutshell because he's doing these songs and he's getting all this influence from all of these younger people. I think he was referring to Lil Yachty. And we all know Lil Yachty don't like Joe Budden. We already know. If a nigga hayin' call him Joe Budden. (laughs) But in my opinion, in this case, I think Joe Budden was correct. You know, Joe Budden also said that he missed the Drake that, you know, that set the trend, not followed the trend. And he's right. Matter of fact, I think Drake's older music was better and more mature. Now he's doing things for clicks, for streams, for relevancy that he doesn't need Drake will be relevant no matter what music he makes. I mean, you've heard my alt for all the dogs review. Y'all know that I did not like that whole album. Only like half of that shit. Too much, too much singing, not enough barking. And speaking of barking though, man, did you see Drake's emotional response? Let's read. Let's read, man. Let's go to reading class today. This is Drake's response to Joe Budden. Joe Budden, you have failed at music. You left it behind to do what you are doing in this clip because this is what actually pays your bills. For any artist watching this, just remember you are watching a failure give their opinion on his idea of what a recipe for success is. A quitter give their opinion on how to achieve longevity. You switch careers because the things that pop into your brain had you broke living check to check. And the raps you write had 450 men showing up to your shows in Dusty and (laughs) Nietzsche (laughs) jeans. Yo, I had to laugh at that. I'm sorry. To screw up their face to mood music 29 and pretend you are the GOAT. Please to any artist that's doing what they feel is right. Don't let these opinions affect er, your mindset after the fact. This guy is the poster child of frustration and surrendering. You retired and we never hung up your jersey because we don't even remember your number. We know you for doing this. You withdrew from rap because you accomplished all you need to. It's because you were... Oh God, Drake with these typos You can just tell, man, that Drake was emotional This nigga didn't even do no spell check or autocorrect or nothing, man God Doesn't help that I have a headache (laughs) But uh, let's see, where where were we at? We know you for doing this, you withdrew from rap Not because you accomplished all you need to It's because it wasn't working for you I never want anybody in the generations to think that everybody's, the whole entire, everybody's entitled to their opinion is a real thing. This is a man projecting his own self-hate and the fact that I did and continue to do everything he wanted to do for himself. If you need to put it in simpler terms, I own a 767. He owns a modest house in a 973 and flies first class on special occasions. That's, that was also funny. Now, Ebro had a response to this. You know, he's known as a guy that pushes the uh, old school narrative and this, that, and the third and doesn't like newer artists. So take this at face value. Joe Button didn't fail at music. He can still make music. It seems Joe Button chose to not to play the music business game and continuously changed chase charts and do anything to stay relevant in music. Drake is choosing to keep playing the sa- to the same recipe that has given him success. Alright, let me give my perspective and my two cents on this. I'm going to be honest with y'all. If you are a one-hit wonder, you didn't fail at music. I'm going to just keep it a bean. You know how hard it is to get a hit record? You know how hard it is to market a new artist? Do you know how hard it is to uh, do artist development? And everybody is not born with Drake's level of talent. Did Joe Button fail to meet his potential? Yes. But to say that he failed at his music career is false. Joe Button's been able to make a lot of money independently. Joe Button was able to have a hit record in a time where it was hard to stay in the industry. Not to mention Joe Button, I recall Joe Button getting blackballed out the industry by Jay Z. I do remember that Because you know of course Joe Button declined Jay Z for Pump It Up Remix and then Jay Z ended up Recording a remix of his own anyway And Joe Button responded And then once Jay Z Became the president of Def Jam Joe Button's second album Just never came out And he had to go to Anaglam Digital To push his music Now, yeah, you can laugh at what Joe Button was selling, but he was making a lot of independent money. Then he had a second resurgence with the rap group Slaughterhouse, and they were signed to Eminem's label and actually put out an album. Slaughterhouse put out two albums, to be exact, an independent album and a major label album. Now, yes, Joe Button is a failure compared to Drake. I get it. But I do recall Drake saying in an interview with Joe Button, I guess he was with Joe Button or some shit like that, citing Joe Button as an influence. Because, you know, Drake is known for his vulnerability, and that is what Joe Button is known for. Being straightforward about his personal life and what's going on with his life. And I'm going to be honest. Joe Button is a better MC than Drake. He's better lyrically than Drake. Drake just has more talent and makes better music than Joe Button does. Let's just make that clear. And... When Joe was speaking on for all the dogs, Joe Button wasn't upset with you. Joe Button doesn't even hate Drake. He's a fan. He's he's what I call a disappointed fan. This you know these two have been going at it for quite a while. Joe Button did not like views. The album right This is how it started It's been going on for quite a while Disc records have already been made But You know This all started because When Joe Budden was on his podcast He was talking about How he did not like views And Drake got upset about that from what I hear. So Drake makes a record called, uh, I think it was uh, 5 a.m. in Calabasas. I think that's the name of the song or 4 p.m. in Calabasas, I should say. And he took a couple of shots at Joe Budden. He talked about all your self promoters are janky. You know what I'm saying? And Joe Budden responded with making a murderer. You know, you had people talking about he went too far. It's like, no, this man took a shot at me on a record and I'm a and, and this is my response. You know, people were saying that since it was a six minute diss record, he went too far. So then Drake responded on French Montana songs. No shopping, pump, pump, pump it up. You know what I mean. And it was a good response. I'm not a known, one hit wonder. They know all my stuff. You know what I'm saying. Then you know, Joe Button responded with uh, a record called "Wake Afraid." Afraid. That was my favorite one right there. That was my favorite one out of the Joe Button disc record. He came out. He responded with three disc records. I think afraid and just and just because we're, we're, we're pretty good responses. I give the edge, though, to Joe, but not by that much. That battle was very close, in my opinion. So they've been going at it for quite a long time. I mean, but they've been cool. They've gone live with each other and stuff like that ever since then. But it always comes back to the point where when when Joe doesn't like something that Drake does, Drake has a very emotional response every time. Because this is a person that Drake once looked up to, dissing him. And he was the same way with Pusha T. This man, Drake, had a mic autographed by Pusha T. And that was the same man that exposed him for uh, Adonis. (laughs) You can't make this shit up. But in my opinion, man, I think Drake went too far in his response. He was way too emotional. And I feel like he should have just called this man. But then again, though. If you make drama, if you say something publicly, don't be surprised if someone responds publicly. All right, man, let's get to this NBA preseason. I have a lot to talk about. All right, we're going to start off with Sunday's games, man. Well, actually, we're going to finish with Sunday's games. What the fuck am I talking about? So, Milwaukee defeated Chicago 105-102. to Let's take a look at what happened. I mean, obviously, this is the preseason, so the stats are not going to be as gaudy as they look. But Patrick Williams got some work. Got some work in, man. 13 points. DeMar DeRozan had 7 points. Zach Levine had 9 points. Kobe White had 14 points. Andre Drummond had 8 points and 9 rebounds. There are a lot of guys out there. The rookie Julian Phillips did not look that great, but hopefully he. But that was only in 9 minutes, though. Not going to judge. But it seems like the younger cats on the Bulls got a lot of clock. Now, let's look at the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so, I see that Giannis and Damian Lillard did not play. Matter of fact, coach's decision said, uh, you know, Giannis, Dame, and Chris Middleton did not play. Those were coach's decisions interesting because I wanted to see what those two would do maybe we'll see later um, Malik Beasley had 13 points, Brooke Lopez had 11 points, Jay Crowder had 10 points Bobby Portis had 8 points The Thanasis Antipo Negro oh wow 14 points that's got to be a career high Marjan Bochamp 18 points uh is that that's nine rebounds. Okay. Yeah, Marjan Beauchamp I, I I told people about him. He he's going to be a vital uh role player in this uh Milwaukee rotation. Let's move on to uh Phoenix versus Detroit. Which actually went to overtime because when the uh, Sun starters were in, you know, they were up 20 plus points. Actually, I actually caught this one, but the tandem of Beal, Booker and Durant looked unstoppable. I mean, I understand that this was the Detroit Pistons and all that, but fuck that. Kevin Durant had 12 points Bradley Beal had 11 points Devin Booker had 12 points Grayson Allen had 18 points off the bench Utah Watanabe had 10 points Bobo had 4 points I hope I pronounced this man's name right Chamezi Matu He had 14 points off the bench himself Saban Lee, the former Detroit Piston had 11 points Gordon had eight points. There's a lot of scoring to go around here, as you can see. On the Pistons' side of things, Killian Hayes had 13 points, seven assists, five steals. A lot of people are gassing this performance. Yes, it is very difficult to get five steals in a game. But this is the preseason. Relax. Nothing to be really taken seriously. A swore Thompson had 12 points. The rookie Isaiah Stewart had 11 points. Kate Cunningham had 12 points and six assists. Jay Divey had 15 points. Marvin Bagley. Wow. This is our third string center out here getting 25 points and seven rebounds shooting 10 of 14 from the field. Whoa. What a performance. But that was great effort from the Detroit Pistons to force it, force it to overtime. Let's look at Boston and Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Boston Celtics defeated the Philadelphia 76ers one fourteen to one oh six. Man, Boston looked very legit out there, and of course, Joel Embiid and James Harden did not play. Tyrese Maxey showed that everything I was saying about Maxey was going to come to light. <laughs> But um, Tyrese Maxey had 24 points on 9 of 17 shooting. Pat Bev had 12 points. He looked all right with the Sixers. Tobias Harris had 13 points. Jaden Springer had 14 points off the bench. Yeah, hopefully Jaden Springer could be in the Sixers rotation. I I was very high on this dude in the draft. Not this year's draft, but uh, anyway, despite shooting three of 13, Jason Tatum had 13 points, 10 rebounds, five assists. Christoph Porzingis was the star of this game. This was his. This was his coming out party. Pause. But, seventeen points, man. KP was crossing niggas, dunking on niggas, catching oops, shooting three pointers. Like this was a major pickup, and I guess the sacrifice of Marcus Smart proved to be like a benefit. Jalen Brown also went crazy in this game. Yeah, I understand it's preseason, but nigga brown and perzingis showed out in this game now after this game peyton pritchard got an extension pause like a contract extension he had 26 points on 9 of 14 shooting and 6 of 11 from 3 He had a hell of a performance himself. All right, let's move on to Indiana and Memphis. Yo. Derrick Rose looked amazing. He looked like Chicago Derrick Rose. I really hope that Derrick Rose stays around another five years because he definitely managed his body a lot better. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, Rose had a lot of injuries in his career. So it was good to see him show out this, uh, this particular game. But anyway... The Memphis Grizzlies defeated the Indiana Pacers 127 to 122. Benedict Matherin had 18 points and 7 rebounds. TJ McConnell had 11 points. Obi Toppin had 7 points. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton did not play. Coach's decision. I don't know what's up with that. Jarris Walker, the rookie, had 19 points. Nine rebounds, four assists. Yeah, he definitely gives, like, Draymond with more athleticism to me. Ben Shepard had 15 points. Um, this game actually went to overtime. Wow. Okay. Hot fire. Benedict Matherin having 18 points. All right. Memphis Grizzlies, though, were without John Morant. Of course, he is suspended. So my question is, can suspended niggas play in preseason? Let's look that up, man. Okay, so they can't participate. Got it. All right, so Brandon Clark didn't play. He's bo- I guess he's healthy now. Uh, Marcus Smart didn't play. Coach's decision. All right, so Kenny Lofton Jr. had 11 points. Man, yo, Kenny Lofton Jr. was bawling. In the footage that I saw... He was cooking. Jake LaRavia was balling. He threw down a crazy dunk on somebody the other day. Oh, my God. Yeah, D. Rose had 13 points. It looked like he had more than that. You sure did these people uh, put the right amount of points on here? Because D. Rose was looking like 2009 Derrick Rose. Desmond Baines, the $200 million man, had 17 points. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. had 18 points. Pretty damn good performance from the Grizzlies. The Toronto Raptors defeated the Sacramento Kings, won 12 99 man. OG Ananobi and Scotty Barnes were showing out. Let's talk about the Kings first. Looks like everybody was available and everybody played. That's what's up. De'Aaron Fox only had two points. He shot 0 of 6 from the field. Yikes. Eh, working some kinks out. He'll be fine once the regular season starts. You know, you know he's missed the fourth quarter, right? Um, Kevin Herter had two points, Sabonis had seven points, Keegan Murray had eleven points. I like what I saw from him. Pause. Um, Javel McGee had seven points in his debut. Sasha Veskinov had 12 points. But OG Ananobi had 14 points on six or seven shooting. Pascal Siakam had 8 points. Scotty Barnes had 15 points. Gary Trent Jr. off the bench had 22 points. Chris Boucher had 11 points. Jalen McDaniels had 11 points. Pretty good performance from uh, Toronto yesterday. Last but totally not least, the Utah Jazz defeated the Los Angeles Clippers 101 to 96. Taylor Horton Tucker looked all right. He had 13 points. Laurie Markinem continued his tear. Uh, he had 10 points in just 18 minutes. Keontae George had 10 points. O- O'Shea Abaji had nine points. Oh, I think it's Abaji now. Now that I heard the correct pronunciation of it, I've been saying his name incorrect for quite a while. My bad. Chris Dunn had fifteen points. Solid performance performances from the Jazz. John Collins had five points in his Jazz debut. Let's look at the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard had 11 points in his debut. He looked pretty good. Paul George had eight points. Hey, man, Kawhi and Paul George hit the most difficult shots, man. I swear, that dude, those two guys, man, if they're healthy, look out. Bones Highland had 18 points. He was unconscious from that mid-range. Xavier Moon was also a standout yesterday. He had nine points. My thoughts on these preseason games. um, Hey, man, I'm glad that basketball is back and it's going to be very exciting this season. So I heard that LeBron James is is skipping the preseason. Okay, he's just going to skip the opener. Okay, my bad. I stand corrected. I had to double check that report. It was just the uh, first game where they played Golden State. So I guess we're going to see LeBron James and Anthony Davis play this uh, preseason because they made a lot of acquisitions and they're one of the uh, championship contenders this year. So I expect a lot out of the Los Angeles Lakers this year. All right, that is my show. And again, I apologize for sounding a little bit like out of it. Got this crazy headache out of nowhere, but um, I want to thank y'all for actually uh giving a shit and sticking around and listening to this point. This is Keynote Uncensored, sensitivity, and I'm out.